Hello, Redditors. Hello, Challenge fans. Welcome to another episode of the Challenge Redditors React podcast for this season of The Challenge Spies, Lies and Allies. I'm Levi Hall. I am your host. And I could not do this all by myself. I need my ally. I need my spy. I need George, also known as Read This 28 on the Reddit. How are you doing, George? How's your week been? Uh, not too bad. I, I'm really glad you left out the lies one there when introducing me because it'd be quite rude. I need my spy, I need my ally, but most of all, he lies. That would have been a pretty shitty introduction. So thank you for keeping it positive. If I'm honest, I forgot what the third one was in the heat at the moment. <laughs> I oh, should have said, nice. I've got my ally, I've got my spy, he likes to score tries. Hashtag rugby reference. It's George. <laughs> That's actually not a bad segue into that. So I've, um, I've, I've now all clear from the doctor to go back into playing rugby. I've uh, had some crippling injuries in the last few months, mainly from ice skating, uh, which was very embarrassing. That was a, that's a weird concussion. Uh, but yeah, doctor, doctor's cleared me. I'm all good. So from not net, my first game is net, not this Saturday, next Saturday. So um, are you sure I'm you're clear of the concussion with that explanation? Uh, yeah, good point. <laughs> he, was a bit of a shit, he was a bit of a shit doctor. Um, and I bribed him. Gave me loads of nods to bring with me. What a nice guy. But yeah, he's a... Um, but yeah, so I, I, that should be interesting from podcasts throughout where I'll probably be quite bruised and have a fair few black eyes. You know what that is? That's classic George. Classic George. Yeah. And we have, we have a great podcast for you this week because not only are we going to run down yet another short episode of the challenge, which means it will be yet another long episode of the podcast, uh, we will be joined by, as always, a guest panellist. This week we have got Amy, who some of you may remember as a guest redditor from last season. She has been watching the challenge since the challenge began. So uh, I think that's going to be a really interesting conversation that we're going to have with her. Um, you got any more banter for this week, George? I got asked to be a best man. Oh, Mazel Tov, Ed getting married. Uh, no, uh, it's my best. It's my is it best friend, very dear friend, uh, Luke Evelyn Greengrass, which is not his real name. It's just why I always refer to him as for some reason. Because uh, I'm obviously your best friend, so he's just a very yeah, good friend. Exactly, exactly. Podcast friends are real. I, I was actually <laughs> trying to work this out. I genuinely think I've spoken to you more. Either like face to face with Zoom or in person, which considering most of it was in a lockdown, than anyone else I know in the last year. Um, except Ted. Except Ted, because I live with him. But that's, he's got an unfair advantage. Well, he does spend a lot of time in his room. And also, yeah. to be fair, we, we all stopped talking to Ed in May after his behavior. <laughs> he listens to this and he's very <laughs> sorry. Okay. He's a very sensitive he's soul, Ed. We he's, forgive he's you, waiting. we love you. Also, to be fair, I, he's forgiven me for far more recently. Um, which we will not go into on the pod because I might get done for libel. <laughs> oh, banter segment for next week. So yes, you're <laughs> going to be best man when's the wedding? Uh, they, they're picking a date. They, they only got engaged in July. Um, but I saw Luke uh, this weekend at South Mother uh, and he asked me uh, to be his best man. I am going to, he has wronged so many friends. I don't know if he's going to survive his stag. <laughs> oh, God. But the best thing about this is another outing for the Christmas mask. Ah, yeah, good point. That will actually be my go-to wedding thing, even in like 30 years, when hopefully COVID is a different, distant memory. But yeah, Oh, yeah, uh, good old COVID-49. 
<laughs> oh my god it, when we get to the omega variant we're fucked because that sounds oh terrifying <laughs> i've got to say i was just on instagram and ashley from the challenge millionaire mitchell uh posted a very very funny um kind of take the piss out of anti-vaxxers so i've basically just alienated any anti-vaxxers that listen to us um good but um, <laughs> she posted this which is uh, someone tweeted as a joke, folks, do not buy the iPhone 13. They developed it in just one year. The first iPhone took billions of years to make. How can we trust an iPhone which was developed so fast? And then someone else replied, not only that, I've heard they contain microchips and GPS tracking software. Oh, that's glorious. Do you know what makes that funnier? I've literally just got off the phone to order my iPhone 13 because I'm doing upgrades. And do you know what made it easy, even funnier for me? I thought mine was coming in three weeks and I got the dispatch thing today saying it's arriving tomorrow. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> two jabs and now I'm going to get the iPhone 13. I'm going to be tracked everywhere. Speaking of tracking, <laughs> I tried to track you on your Tough Mudder, but you gave me no details and you sent me no videos. So how did it go? Yeah. So annoyingly, I, I've only, I've got quite an old GoPro and the battery life on it is like gone so it died um i left it on in my bag stupidly on the way down and it died uh so i couldn't do that but like first time i did it there was literally like official photographers and filmers everywhere and this one there wasn't many so that was irritating well that's because as your agent i told them that you don't do photos <laughs> they couldn't afford the royalties no. uh no, it was it, it was so funny they've definitely made it easier like the last time we did it there's a challenge called the arctic enema where you go down a really big slide into a shipping container full of water and it's like solid with ice. Can and I just check, sorry, this Arctic Enema, is it a challenge or is it a mission or is it a daily? <laughs> it's a challenge. <laughs> no, it's a daily. It's a daily. I just saw that one off the top of my head. <laughs> come, come, at, come at me, Batman. <laughs> um, but yeah, the... Uh, but they, that didn't have any ice in it. The first time we did it, my mate had an asthma attack in it. And so we had to like take a quick break and he carried on. Hero. Um, we, yeah. It's, yeah. Just, it's just doping. Uh, the oh, for the listeners, for the listeners, I was pretending to know an inhaler. We always forget about that. The, um, the tear gas obstacle was incredibly funny. Uh, so they basically just like flood this entire crawling space with really like heavy menthol and peppery uh gas and you have to crawl through that i came out looking like i just had my heart broken that was very that was much funnier than i thought it would be four people that. i saw got stuck in a huge mud pit and lost all their shoes that was very very good and the best one um and oh my god this hurt so you end tough mother by running through a wireframe with loads of like probably about 120 wires running down and some have 10,000 volts going through them me and Luke ran through this holding hands, which was lovely. Luke and I. And Luke and I, sorry. Thank you, <laughs> thank you teacher. Um, we both got, I got hit by, I think, either one or two simultaneous um, ones. And because I was holding on to them, he also got shocked at the same time. Both our legs crumbled. Um, he got hit by another one on the way down. So I'm lying on the ground, writhing and writhing because my legs just went to sleep straight away. Loads of kids watching the end and just like a torrent of four letter words came out and I overheard a parent shout language and I just couldn't respond. I very nearly shouted, I don't give a fuck, that hurt. And um, <laughs> then to add insult to injury, Luke then landed on top of me and he's about the same height as Ed, but pushing about 90, uh, Ed Easton, sorry. Uh, he's pushing about 90 kg at the moment. Um, so that hurt. 
but then I got very, then we went for a load of beers after. Um, you got very drunk. Here. This is how every George story uh, starts, I did. finishes, or we in bumped, the middle. Bumped into my friend who I didn't know was doing the challenge in the shower. Um, that was nice. And then the three of us proceeded to have a lovely chat in the shower and a girl who we hadn't spoken to just uh, complimented our shower chat. And then we went on our very mer merry way. So yeah, overall. And complimented your cocks. Uh, uh, no, she, she forgot her microscope and I've just done an arctic enema <laughs> I've, uh, I've always wanted to do Tough Mudder so when I get back in shape shall we do one together since you have done so yeah, many it can definitely. be uh, and we'll charge your GoPro yes we will <laughs> um, get some good content there yeah, yeah absolutely they're so, they're so fun mate um, I kind of want to do Spartan next because that sounds I haven't done one of those before and they sound hard, but you also apparently get to throw a spear, which sounds very fun. Sounds, sounds like a lot. Um, yeah. so for the first time in a while, we have no Emmys EPs this week for a couple of reasons. One, completely forgot to post last week's clip on Instagram. So I thought, save a bit of time on the podcast, just reuse that one. Two, I need a little bit of a uh, break from Romanian rap music this week. As much as I love it, <laughs> I had to have a little bit more mystique in my life. Um, and by mystique, I actually mean mystique uh, with a bump and flex. So uh, this week there is no Emmys EPs, but if you want to know a little bit more about uh, Cyrilise Sabrina and Alicia Dixon, um, you know, just just hit me up on the old uh, Instagram DM. <laughs> I'll tell you all about them. Um, but George, you know what we have every week, and we're gonna have this week. And that girl saw it in the shower. It is your massive pole. So my massive poll this week was, who do you think has brought more fans to the challenge? Mm. And the options were Bananas, CT, Wes, Daryl, Kenny, and Evan. Daryl? In all honesty, yeah. Four-time four -time sort of, uh, champ. I don't know whether he would have got more people coming back. Because yeah, I've he's a bigger I've name. At this. I've always known him as Darrell. Oh, yeah, sorry, <laughs> That is, yeah, it's better. Um, the main thing I've learned from this poll, mate, is I'm not doing any that involves CT anymore because it's pointless. Yeah, he just so, wins them all. A lot of votes, though, this week. Yeah, yeah, 2,113. That's actually quite a lot. Um, oh, my God. Over, over half went for CT and then 752 for Bananas. Where's got 158? Now, my reason for this poll was I thought, like, people on different shows, like, so the real world first. I know Austin was really popular. I don't yeah. know whether Wes dragged more over. Um, but no, hands down, CT victory, not much to discuss. Next week's poll will be better. Oh, and it's currently live, so if you're listening to this, Ooh. please go vote on it. We're looking at... Actually, no, we'll save that for a surprise. Okay, well, you know what will, is also a surprise? Is what you've picked for Redditor's Corner. So why don't... How many you got this week? I think three, actually. Okay, so hit me with this first one. So I liked this because it's just Emmy going... Bullshit house um, on Twitter about people bad mouthing her. Um, I'll read it for our listeners. So just tell me that if you were me, you would have chosen not to get your opportunity and just go home because of a free fucking week strong friendship. Life is just the same. Right now you're in a game. Wake the fuck up. So for the rookies who call me picture of a snake, stop eating shit. You're full. Stop eating shit. You're full is my favorite ending to a like cut that tweet I've ever heard. Do you know what my takeaway is from this tweet? Emmy has an Android. I thought it was going to be that Emmy has a really good English accent, but um, yeah. <laughs> no, I can tell they have different emojis. Anyway, um, yes, I'm talking. Uh, I'm talking poo emoji. So uh, why don't you carry on? 
Uh, the second one I thought was quite interesting, actually. Yeah. Someone's called out Emmanuel and Emmy as future faces for the challenge. Oh. And I see their point. Like, they, they've got potential for that. It's obviously really early to call it. But what I want to go, do you ever think a non-American can be the face of a challenge? So I was actually thinking about this when I was watching this episode, and I feel like Emmy and Emmanuel are the two non-English speaking in the sense it's not their first language rookies that have got the game the most. Yeah. I, d I don't think they could be the face of the challenge, but I think that it's pr they'll keep them on because they've both done a great job, both, I think, probably in Romania and in uh, in America. I don't, I don't know. The closest we can get, and here we go, bias biasness is already here, is the K-Dog. Yeah, that's a really good point. Um, I, I, I do think, we'll discuss this more if we go through the episode, but I do think they're around for a while. Oh, 100%. Although, depends on the rap career. It, it does depend on the rap career, although maybe she'll always be quite nice about um, who, who, helped, who gave her a helping hand with her little promo last week. <laughs> so I think it's probably become quite a big promo. <laughs> Well, you know, uh, had I posted it, it would have been even bigger. But let's be honest, you were talking about the one-hour <laughs> promo that the challenge gave her last week. And finally, George, number three, and I think it could be my favourite. This is my favourite. So what I thought I'd do was I'd do real-life Renaissance Corner. Um, so a bit something that the, the, uh, we're talking about that the cast said. i do an insightful post from Renaissance Corner. So actually, sorry, I should thank uh, whoever posted that, which was... Uh, it was our mate Jake. Oh, was it? Yeah. Username wow. RakeJicky1. Outstanding. Uh, that was not intentional. Jake, it just means I like you even when I'm pretending not to. That is not <laughs> true. I thought you, I really, really enjoyed having you on. Do you know what? Jake, one... Jake and Brian this weekend helped me test this new software that we're recording the podcast on. <laughs> nice. I assumed you'd be drunk, <laughs> yeah. so I asked them. I was. Uh, and finally, we're going to have a shit post every week. And the winner of this is hands down whoever cobbled together the picture of Corey going, it's just pizza, control your emotions, and then slide shot it with Corey body slamming Tony over pasta. Well done. Absolutely outstanding work. Just brilliant. Whoever made that has won the challenge internet. Um, and George, once again next week, you will be talking us through your journey onto Redditor's Corner. Um, but as always, this week, we have a fellow Redditor joining us on the podcast. And this week it is Amy. She goes by ACMO09 over on the Reddit. She has been on the podcast before as a guest Redditor, but this week she is here for the whole episode. So let's get her on. Let's welcome Amy. Amy, how are you doing? It's lovely to have you back. Hi, it's wonderful to be here. I'm so excited. And you finally get to meet George. We're letting him meet new people now. I yeah. know. Hi, George. Hi, Amy. Lovely to meet you. I, it's out, Levi, when you say it like that, it sounds like you've like just passed my probation period and I'm now safe to meet other people. So you're a good man for taking one from the team for that. But yeah. Well, it, Amy, it wasn't it wasn't a probation period I gave you. It was the law. We don't have to talk about that. Um, the tag's anyway, off, yeah? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I only have to call in once a week to let them know where I am. No, Amy, <laughs> lovely to meet you. Um, I, I, I was just staying off there, but I'll repeat now. It was... I generally remember your interview because I think you were one of our quite early ones last season. Yes, and... I'm super OG. Yes. Well, that was the thing. I can normally rely on my knowledge to be pretty good and it gives me a 
it makes up for how bad a podcast um, host I am. But I don't have that ability with you because you've literally watched every season live, I think. Yeah, every season but the island. I was busy that year. <laughs> a good year to be busy, I think, Amy. And George, you are a very good podcast host. Do not put yourself oh. down. Yeah, I'll let you do that. <laughs> I would never do that, George. I love you. Um, and do you know what else I love? I love the challenge. Um, and it's back this week for another episode. Now, last week, we were abruptly cut off just as things started to get interesting. Casey and Emmanuel won the mission and became the agency. George, also known as the power couple. Um, everyone got drunk. Someone ate Amber's pizza. Tori and Corey shit-stirred to the highest level, leading to Amber confronting Fessy, Esther throwing a drink in Amber's face, Josh getting involved, and Fessy bitch-slapping his big brother bestie in the face. Now, that definitely is a lot to digest. So let's head to the house for a quick recap and some of the fallout. All hell is breaking loose. The two girls are arguing, Fessy and Josh are arguing. Ain't you guys supposed to be best friends, brothers? What the hell is going on? Your bitch ass is going home. You egotistical piece of You're going home. You're going home. You are here for a million dollars. You are not here to stand up on a couch, throwing drinks, acting like a damn fool. Get your ass down here and calm down and go to your room. Don't ever disrespect me like that again. I will never in my life do something like that to you. You're a woman. I'm a woman myself. I will never throw a drink in your face. Ember, it's like. God, I just can't. That was disrespectful. Don't ever throw a drink in my face again because I would never do that to you. I shouldn't have done that. Nobody deserves that, regardless of how I feel about them. I'm sorry, Amber. I have no issues towards you. I still think that you're a pretender and you're fake, but regardless, I'm sorry that I spewed a drink in your face. So I did the very dramatic rundown last week, George, when we had Ryan on. Amy, I'm sure that you have seen what happened in this confrontation between Josh and Fessy, the Big Brother boys, the Big Brother alliance. Fessy slaps Josh, who then aggressively, because we didn't see this bit last week, throws a drink in Fessy's face and tells him that he'll never see a final again. And then he proceeds to turn into Tom Cruise, jump on the sofa and tell Fessy he's going home, he's going home, he's going home, and he is an egotistical piece of shit. Okay, that escalated very quickly. So much alcohol abuse in this episode. Why is oh. everyone throwing their drinks away? It's a waste, yes. isn't it? Yes. I, so I, I think the story that came out on Amanda's Live a couple of weeks ago that they were really, really banned. Um, like when they all got hammered, some of them were banned from drinking alcohol. It's down to two drinks a night. They've wasted 50% of their drinking allowance there by throwing it. I am, I'm very offended at this. I know. That is one of the biggest takeaways from this fight. Come on, don't waste your alcohol. <laughs> I do imagine, though, if George was in the house, he would be, like, flying through the air, trying to catch some of it in his mouth. Alcohol. <laughs> so, yeah. no, pretend I'm taking the bullet for Amber when really I'm just thirsty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, ju you just need that shot of alcohol in your veins. Um, Amanda, speaking of, Miss, uh, Miss Instagram Live herself, 
makes a very good point, basically saying, Josh, go to your room. She She's a mother at home and a mother in the challenge. Showing her, you know, new uh, motherly role. You know, where, where are the dads? <laughs> <laughs> well, they will run off because they can't deal with the problem children. Yeah. Well, one of the dads basically instigated the whole thing, but we'll come on to that in a little bit. Um, now, we had Amber finally confronting Esther about the uh the drink throw that happened last week because i did find it weird that it didn't happen straight away which tells us to you know it's very disrespectful and then our old mate the clown burner um once again well, makes a bitchy comment hold on oh sorry I'm, I'm jumping ahead please carry on yeah back to the clown uh she makes this really bitchy comment again oh amber's so fake amber's so fake um let's go to you on this amy because george and i are obviously quite biased um with amber where is this Amber is fake thing coming from? And why is Berna so obsessed with it? You know, I'm not sure. That seems to be kind of like the diss of the season, like calling people fake. Um, it seems like they're all using that. I have a feeling, you know, behind the scenes, maybe Amber brings it up a lot, but I don't know that that makes her fake. So is, I, I think is, it's a bad look for Berna. It's the kind of new you've got new, you've got no friends that they used to do. Yeah. Is it as bad as the look for her as those, uh, that white makeup, the big red nose and the massive shoes she wears because she's an absolute clown? <laughs> <laughs> um, again, for the audio listeners, that was my nose that I was honking. Um, <laughs> it's a shame because I really liked Berna um, a few episodes ago. I was really starting to take to her and I was really starting to take to Esther as well. Um, I still like her. I still think she's a good competitor. But as we know from last week, I find throwing drinks on people, extremely disrespectful. Um, and also kind of pussy thing to do. If you really want to like get at someone, just, just go for them, don't throw a drink. Um, but she does apologize. And then says in a confessional that Amber is still fake. Do you feel Amy, like in this season, we keep getting a lot of these really big moments that we've not seen any build up to. Like we didn't really see any like Amber versus Berner and Esther until last week. Yeah, I mean, as I said, all I can infer is that there was some complaining going on, you know, and they weren't having it anymore. But because that wasn't shown, it looks bad for them. <laughs> do, you, do you think this would still be the case if Amber hadn't come in as an alternate? Do you think that's just... Or the fact that, she, that she won and she's good. Yeah. yeah. A, little bit of, a little bit of the green-eyed monster coming across the clown's face, I feel. I Luckily, so. Amber, Amber has 450,000 of those green eye monsters that she can just, you know, quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Do you feel, George, like we're being on our best behaviour at the moment? <laughs> no, I'm about to completely derail this. I have a prop. <laughs> Good, I was going to say, because you're being far too polite. Um, now, Josh, then, because Josh can't stop, he should have gone oh, to no, bed, so, like Amanda said. Oh, here we right. go. I, I, just, I, I just thought this bit, where Esther apologises in a confessional and then the next breath says, I still think you're fake and I still think you're a pretender. Like, either stand by you not liking someone or shut up. Um, so that is why we now have the Esther bullshit um, <laughs> cousin, which I've just realised has been on my desk for the last almost 40 pods. <laughs> It makes the noise. And yeah, Esther, stop speaking crap. Like, just, you've done something wrong. At least let the apology hang before you double down on being an absolute asshole. 
There we go. Not on my best behaviour anymore, Levi. You set me off. I don't like people calling Amber fake. She's lovely. George, how do you feel every time Berner speaks in a confessional? I, I actually only Dude, bullshit that. button, bullshit button. I'm setting you up oh, for it. That... What was that? that was a good one. Oh, it makes a noise. I don't know if it's going through my microphone. That one just went, bullshit. That one, I, that... Wait, I actually bought these for loads of people at work whenever they're... Um, clients or other people at work were sprouting crap they had to press it on a call that, that is classic george yeah I, was say, I think esther's trying to create a new rival she's ready for that rival season yeah all right none of them have realized that they're not going back to the old style seasons they're all trying to like make rivals or or get with like really good people so they can be in an exes they're not doing that anymore guys it's all about <laughs> movies but the um, the actual act of making someone a rival is something you're likely to get called back for, isn't it? But something I'm sure we'll discuss later is like who's potentially coming back. But uh, is, is that why you always say that stuff about Nanny on the podcast and I hope you're going to be on the show? <laughs> I generally thought when you, um, Amy, I don't know if you remember when um, Levi photoshopped me to think Fessy was DMing us. Yeah. <laughs> Into the last thing about me being rude about him, my first thought was, hmm, Fessy would be quite a good partner on a rival season, actually. <laughs> that was some of my greatest work. Um, sorry if I sound distracted. There is someone out my window who keeps making a really weird noise. Um, it's Esther. I... It's Esther. She's heard what, I've been, what we've been saying. <laughs> it won't be Esther. It sounds like... So it might be Burner. Um, so at this point, speaking of clowns, Josh is still behaving like one. Um, and despite the fact that Amanda's told him to go to bed, like the good child that he is, he is still yelling that everyone should vote for Fessy and Esther to be the house vote, clearly forgetting Fessy is his best friend and he's been hooking up with Esther for the past two days. What? What, Josh? What is going on in your head? Josh is sleeping alone. <laughs> <laughs> Who has a confessional after this and says you're going to have a lonely night? Um, Amanda. Is it Amanda? That, that, actually, I should have guessed that one. Um, do you know what my first reaction was, though, when he started doing this? It was hope. I thought we were going to get something to shake up the game, and I actually was like... I've usually been quite rude about Joss. I've actually been quite nice about this season because he's not rubbing me up the wrong way, and there's so little entertainment in the house this season he's at least providing it. This would have... If he pulled this off, I would have, like, you do whatever you want. You're going to give us Fessy versus someone else in elimination. It could be Jeremiah. It could be brilliant. Yeah. Oh, I forgot Jeremiah was still in the show. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who knows? I mean, you know, the guys... else I didn't see in the show this week was Logan. Where is you know that hot piece of man meat? He's so He's hot, hot, isn't he? <laughs> Hotter than Joss. Hotter than oh. Joss. Ah, oh. even you listen to the bottle that was just said to annoy me. <laughs> I knew, I knew Amy would say that because I saw that she voted that way. Yeah. Ah, interesting. Um, Amy, have you changed your opinion on Josh at all this season? Or, or actually, sorry, what was your original opinion? Has it changed? Yeah, it? I used to find him really annoying. And I, I have to say it has changed a little bit. Um, he's still very emotional. I think a lot of it actually is his bromance with Devin. I think mm. that's kind of what's brought me around a little bit. Devin, Devin is just so like by knowing he will, Devin. By... He'll make you like people. Devin will make you yeah. like people. Mm -hmm. And if um, Devin likes Josh, well, you know, I guess I can like Josh. Yeah. And you know who else Devin likes? He likes us. Yeah, he does. 
the screaming is getting even worse behind me outside the window. I've got the window closed. Do you know where else the screaming was really bad? In the challenge house. Um, because Josh now turns to Casey and says, you've got to pick now, me or Fessy. You've got to pick between me and Fessy. He's such a child. He is literally a giant baby. Casey's that was, like, I don't that was the agree. fun dynamic of the Big Brother Alliance. <laughs> it was like they're just a bunch of children, and Casey's kind of the mom, and you know her children, you know, are like, choose us, choose one. Do, do you know what I found a bit crazy about this was like watching it in my head. I completely forgot that this all started with pizza, and that it had nothing to do with Josh, and he was just playing pool and being hustled by uh, Devin and Carl, like they seem to be doing all season to everyone. Well, Josh got dragged into this argument in his defense. Like normally he, where he really annoys me is the episode of Double Agents where he goes and inserts himself into CTs and Casey's not even an argument, not even a conversation. Um, yeah, because Casey was not crying in the kitchen over pizza, yeah. ironically. Yes, I was say over pizza again. My God, maybe we just have to ban pizza. Italian food on the challenge is a nightmare. Corey nearly kills Tony. Marie throws pizza at Brad's and Marie while they're having sex. Um, I swear there's another one I'm forgetting. There's the, sorry, um, there's the double agents one. So what I've heard is next season, they're going to have to put green and blue dye in the pizza. <laughs> just so that they can make sure they're tracking how much everyone's eating. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, well, speaking of... Josh being dragged in. Um, Amanda is now getting confronted by Josh because uh, he's saying, well, you instigated this with Corey and Tori. Amanda didn't do anything. Like, why is he suddenly having a go at Amanda? And then he smashes a glass all over the floor. Like, I know we're obviously joking about it. I think Josh needs, like, I'm not, don't mean this in a horrible or a jokey way, like a genuine way. I think he needs a bit of help with his anger. Yeah, maybe sure. a few tricks to calm down. You know, I, I've heard there's the show Daniel Tiger, you know, that teaches little kids to calm down in the US. So maybe he needs to watch a little of that. I'm going to so, assume okay, that's okay. like Super Nanny. Yeah. <laughs> what was it okay, Joe it's Frost good. or something? It's like an off of Mr. Ro um, Rogers' Neighborhood kind of thing. <laughs> Get Mary Poppins to look after him. A spoonful <laughs> of sugar. Copyright, copyright, copyright. So that was a that was a really so I listened to um Bananas' Bananas podcast today and he had Amber on and they spoke um about how the house is such a pressure cooker, it obviously dials up everyone's reactions to eleven. I think people just and then a really interesting bit is he throws some absolute shade at some people who I don't think are on the show anymore and says that the people who can't handle the house are the ones who actually have quite happy home lives but if you've got a really dysfunctional life outside of a challenge we can all guess who he's talking about there um then you actually the, the house doesn't get to you as much because you're just used to it and I think can that's I just why... check is he talking about Michaela and Corey Lay's best friends oh nice yeah that's who yeah. I think it was about that, that, Levi good code well, thank you very much. Though. Well, you um, know what it's like being a spy. <laughs> well, you're such a good ally. I won't even lie about it. Um, Brilliant. But yeah, I, I, I think I think the fact that everyone likes Josh so much off the show, I just think he's obviously very emotional anyway. This house just gets to him. And to be honest, I don't think he needs like therapy to get through it. It's, it's if it keeps happening episode after episode, he might. I think at the moment, this was just quite funny for about the first four minutes. And then I got quite bored. 
Yeah, it just went on a bit too long. And it kind of made me forget about the rookie-rookie kind of thing that the vets are doing. But you know who's not forgotten about that? Huey, who ironically is sitting in the kitchen eating, kitchen eating pizza. Wonder where he got that one from. Um, so he's like, oh, well, I'm in a rookie-rookie pair, but everyone's kind of putting their game in jeopardy now, and it's giving me and Emmy a life card. He's a smart guy, our mate, Huey, isn't he, Amy? He is, and we're starting to see some cracks in the vet alliance. We saw Amanda start saying how she can't trust Tori, and you know, you're know, you seeing like people mad at Corey, and then Devin was trying to stop it. You're definitely seeing some cracks in the vet alliance this episode. And I think what you say about kind of Amanda and Tori, Amanda is very specific about like, Tori and Corey instigated this whole thing. And she's saying yeah. to Fessy, you and Josh should not be fighting each other. And you need to realize who's who's instigated this. And in this whole situation that Josh has created, we've all forgotten that Amber's upset outside um, about like the genuine original argument. Um, and Priscilla, who yet again, we're still not seeing enough of. And uh, our mate Ed, happy Ed, he's, he's smiling while he comforts her, comforting her. And guess who does a confessional? George, get the bullshit button ready. Yes, a little bit of bullshit comes out of the mouth of the clown herself, uh, because Bernie yet again, uh, I hate Amber, uh, she's so fake, uh, ha, ha. Da, 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 like, piss off, Berna, get over it. I really like Berna, though. <laughs> I just find it hard to like in this situation. Oh, George hates Nanny, we all know that. Know. Didn't see much of Nanny in this episode, did we, George? Did you phone MTV and be like, I don't want to see her? This was going I'm, not even I'm not even responding to these. Piss off. <laughs> That's what you said to Nanny, wasn't it, over the DMs? Or, or I'll jump up, I'll jump up and down on this chair, smash some glasses, and then cry in bed with you later. Oh, the irony of that understand. is <laughs> yeah, the irony of that, George, is that you would have to uh, clean that up in your own flat. Yeah, that would really, really backfire. Um, <laughs> I like the fact Priscilla and Ed are comforting Amber. I always thought Ed, Ed, Ed seems quite a nice guy. Priscilla, we've seen. Weirdly, a lot of and nothing simultaneously. I, feel, I, I really feel like they're building her up to do something amazing. I don't know if you agree, Amy, or if you've seen like this invisible edit in the every episode, every episode of a chance that you've watched live, like before. But I, I can't work out what's going to happen with Priscilla. I can't either. I mean, unfortunately, right now she's paired with Nelson, who can't win a daily, so thus she can't win a daily. So. I, I think she's kind of in a good place yet kind of stuck from, you know, getting a lot of screen time. Do you know Nelson's lost more dailies in a row than we've done podcasts? I think Hasn't he so, lost, He's lost like 40 dailies in a row. Yeah, something like 42, somewhere around there. I think it's up there with the amount of brain cells he's lost as well. Do you mean God? <laughs> <laughs> I really like Nelson. I, he, he, he's very good at just explaining the obvious, as we see quite a lot in, um, in this episode. Um, and actually, Corey says something which, despite the fact that he's an instigating little shit, I completely agree with him, which is Josh is a grown man who should be able to control his emotions. Like, everyone's having a go at Tori and Corey, but realistically, like, like Josh, Josh just Josh the whole situation like he does yeah. every season. He just did such a Josh, didn't he, Amy? Could he have I, been more I Josh? Think, 
Yeah, I thank Tori and Corey. I mean, they added something interesting to this episode by, you know, kind of egging everything on. I mean, that's what you're supposed to do in the challenge house. He's, he's yeah, got that. Somebody has to share the pot. <laughs> he's got that gold medal in instigating, as as Devin says. Uh, Amanda doesn't trust Tori, as you said. Uh, sorry, if Devin gives you a gold medal in instigating, that is a that is a high bit of praise because that is what he is known for. Is like the rivals free seed is like. Uh, I think Cheyenne tells Cheyenne, sorry, tells him to shut up. He goes, "That's what I do. I instigate people." <laughs> if he's giving Corey a gold, he may not be a champion, but he's a champion in Devon's eyes. And the irony is, every you four know, years, I... it happens every four years at Olympics. And I think Rivals was about four years ago. If not, let's not let's not change it. <laughs> sorry, Amy, what were you saying? I said, takes one to know one. So uh, an award from Devon and instigating. I mean, that's a top prize. Yeah. Do you know what Devin does quite well this season, and especially in this episode? He says, like, little lines, which are just kind of there that they've just kind of forgotten to edit off, but are just beautiful. Like, Rome wasn't built in a day, but it crumbled in one. I feel like they're setting him up to be one of the big narrators. I think uh, Jake, your um, guest from the Challenge Edgic, he kind of said, mm. we're seeing a lot of the game through Devin's eyes. So I think that was kind of one of those types of comments. I think he's probably done himself a bigger favour by his behaviour on Double Agents than anyone else. Even though he didn't win, he showed he was funny. He definitely made that season tolerable. Double Agents started to bore me at the end, just with, not bore me. It's still an episode of the challenge. I'm obviously still so happy when it's on. But there was a noticeable drop-off in entertainment when Devin left. I don't think from a career perspective he could have played Double Agents any better unless he'd won. Mm. But I think, I, think, I think they're now putting him front and centre. The only sad thing is we don't see any of Kyle anymore for that. I agree. We need more K-Dog. Oh, yes, we do. Daddy K-Dog, we call him now. Daddy K-Dog. Oh. I did see that he did call the child CJ on Instagram, so we do have two CJs now in the Challenge family. Nice. Um, yes. Now, in case everybody has forgotten what has happened in the last episode and a quarter, thank God we have Nelson there to remind us, because he does say... Especially put his hands on Josh and TJ doesn't put up with that. Does anyone else think that Nelson genuinely thinks that TJ produces, directs, edits, films, does the audio for the show? I genuinely think Nelson thinks TJ is a one-man production crew that is just in charge of the whole show. You think it's like when you go into MTV to interview, it's like TJ is behind the desk as the receptionist to greet you. And then he just crawls under the um into a secret tunnel into the boardroom to be the main interviewer. And then he's your taxi driver as you leave the show. Nelson's still... probably checking for TJ behind cameras. Yeah. <laughs> like, where's TJ? <laughs> I still think that Nelson thinks that TJ was the host of Are You the One? He's, I never uh, saw Are You the One, so I don't even know who the host was. <laughs> no, do I? I just know it's not TJ. He wouldn't lower himself to that shit. Um, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? Like, it, it, it's in many episodes, Nelson just insinuates that TJ is in charge of everything. I wouldn't be surprised if Nelson was like, oh yeah, so uh, I think TJ is going to bring us the pizzas tomorrow night. He does the deliveries, does everything. I'd love to live he, through Nelson. And then, and then he eats amber beans. <laughs> I'd, I'd, just, I'd love to just... Pizza in those scenes. Too much pizza, some would say. Not enough, Amber would say. Um... <laughs> I'd just love to live through Nelson's eyes. Just just be in Nelson's head for a little bit and see what it's like. It'd be very echoey, I assume. 
but very yeah. fun. Although Nelson does know what happens when you put hands on someone, because that happened to him in Dirty Thirty when he, uh, yeah. I think, he pushed Derek. Yeah, yeah pushed it was, actually, it was quite similar. Very similar. He did to Josh because they did like. They keep calling it a face smush. I don't know what that means. It sounds really uncomfortable and quite wet. But, uh, yeah, sorry. I, I, I'm, I'm so over this fight. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we need to calm you down, uh, George, in the same way that Casey tried to calm down Josh. And Josh is, like, very, very upset. And Fessy comes in to apologise, which actually, as much as we have been quite negative about Fessy over the last you know, 38 episodes of this podcast. Um, he does seem really genuine in this. And I think they both kind of calm down and Fessy says, sorry, but Josh kind of said, look, you put your hands on me, you've dogged me. I think Josh is kind of like that person that he's got a lot of friends and he, I feel like Josh didn't have many friends growing up. And now like everyone on the challenge likes him because he does seem like a really genuine person. But Fessy was always like, the person that was his best friend that he he always wanted to be like and now he feels like his best friend's properly turned on him i don't know am i going too deep amy what do you think be a little bit I, I think he probably has some insecurities but he does seem really well liked so i, mean, I think he has the most social connections of anyone in the house right now mm, what do you think george <laughs> I actually, I think there's probably quite a lot of, there's probably quite a lot behind what you said, actually. Probably had a tricky time at school. He says he has a lot of anxiety as he, um, throughout actually most of his first few seasons, to be fair. And then maybe it just hurts him more when someone he thinks is a friend has a go at him rather than someone else. I mean. It was quite sad to watch. I didn't like watching this. No, but it actually like made me like Fessy more. Yeah. I, 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 do you get, Fessy doesn't come out that badly out of this fight. Uh, he didn't steal the pizza. It's a false accusation. It's very rude. He. Um, I love that that's your first go to on this. Uh, sorry, steal my pizza, I'll break your kneecaps. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't throw a drink at anyone? No, he, he was kind of like quite laughing and joking. Like, the only thing I really remember him saying this argument is um, who's going to eliminate me? You. And it's like, that's not off the mark. He, he kind of did, to be fair. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> I mean Fessy was kind of saying, or Josh was saying that Fessy was putting him down, but we mostly saw Josh putting Fessy down. Yeah. Mm. So, it's, it's, actually, it's weird that I feel sad about it all. But um, as Casey says, everyone else is loving it. Corey and Tori basically just played the both of them. But I don't think they did, because actually, what I, I don't think they really wanted Josh involved. I think they wanted it to be a Amber and Fessy thing. And then as that got bigger and bigger and everyone was kind of egging it on, they thought, oh, what will happen if we get Josh involved? Not realizing what would happen. And then shit hit the fan. But the next morning, Jeremiah is exercising. It's nice. He's isn't gotta it? get on screen sometime. Pardon? <laughs> He's gotta get on screen sometime. <laughs> exactly. And now Gabo's gone. Someone else needs that gimmick. So you know, nice to see him. Um, now he's gone for the rest of the episode. Um, Emmy's wearing some watermelon socks. And uh, Priscilla, she, she... This is what I like about Priscilla. They're very much using her to do segues. Because we've gone from this emotional fight, 
kind of we, we've all forgotten as viewers what's going to happen next and priscilla says despite everything that went down it's the morning of nominations we need to get our focus back in the game which leads us straight into the segue of what's emmy going to do if she gets into elimination and wins it and she goes into the uh devin k-dog egg ed and uh, uncle ct room and tori because she's not learned from last night's shit stirring asks who i'm gonna burp i'm gonna burp fuck it um asks who um she i i couldn't i couldn't stop it um asks who she's so going to pick uh, if she wins elimination it's part of our charm how unprofessional we are um and emmy says uncle ct now if you watch the challenge aftermath with the wonderful devon simone the wonderful devon simone asked the hard-hitting question which is why do you call him uncle ct and she said because he genuinely reminds her of her uncle and i've completely forgotten the uncle's name so i'm gonna call him uncle festus I think it was Stefan. That was it. It wasn't Fester. Um, yeah, Uncle Stefan. She said the way that he talks, his piercing blue eyes and the way that he treats her. So I think that's really sweet. Um, but five minutes ago, Berna told her not to pick Uncle CT because, uh, you know, they're friends who've known each other three and a half weeks, as we uh, learned in Reddit's Corner a bit earlier. Um, and the only way to sign this is in hot sauce. But I want to make this very clear. That was not hot sauce. That was Sriracha which is one of the greatest sources that there is. And I don't like that Sriracha is being disrespected by being renamed and downgraded to hot sauce. So while I just calm down over that, why don't you guys just tell me what you think about this Emmy decision with Uncle CT? I mean, who wouldn't want Uncle CT as a partner? I mean, and uh, I mean, of course she loves him. I mean, he's back to being hot CT too. So. <laughs> he's very hot. George didn't think he was hot, by the way. I do. Yeah. Of course he's hot. I can't stop staring at his calves. Um, I think what, this is quite good. The first couple of episodes we had, we were quite surprised people weren't picking CT um, when they could pick a new partner. Why would you not want, <laughs> sorry, Devin, the actual number one draft pick in the game? <gasps> but do you think he, do you think the game's now calmed down enough that you can pick CT knowing it won't pick a big enough target on your back? because of the vet alliance amy or is it is it something else or it's just emmy just goes it's worth the risk yeah i think what you're seeing now is the vet alliance that they're starting to form pods and so they're trying to you know pick up a few rookies into their pods mm. i mean we saw josh talking um with hot guy logan last so you know hot. last episode i know so hot and then we had um, this week, you know, we have we see another vet pod with Tori, CT, Kyle, and Devin kind of picking up uh, Emmy. And Ed was in the room too. I mean, has he made the hot sauce pledge or sorry, the Sriracha pledge? I feel like he signed it in beer. True. I I feel that's how him, Kyle, and Devin bonded just through their love of beer. It, it's quite. Interesting though, because yes, Emmy's quite emotional when people go against her. She thinks she's done bad, but she clearly, and you said this at the start, just before you uh, leave us at the start, Amy, sorry, just before you join it. Emmy clearly gets the game, right? Because mm. she is very, either Ed is just one of obviously very, very likable and smart. So he knows where the power will end up. This pod, as you, we're going to use that for the rest of the season. Actually. This pod. This pod. No, not this pod, that pod, the challenge pod. Oh, that pod, pod not <laughs> this pod. Maybe we won't use that, that's really Not the Redditor's React pod. 
But the bananas part. Ed, Ed's got used his likability to get into that pod. Emmy, I think, is he won't come on our pod. Maybe we can call it a gaggle. Oh, let's go with gaggle. Yeah, okay, gaggle. Flock. So Ed's got in, Ed's got into that gaggle um, by his likability. I think Emmy has like not manufactured this, but taken the fact CT is kind of nurturing her and gone perfect. I'll use this to go further in the game and really double downed on it, double down it, and goes to him to advice to make it advance and stuff. But I don't know whether I'm over overanalyzing it. That's no, what I do, think she's George. been trying to get in with that group because I mean, when she showed the list to Tori and Anissa, um, and I think it was uh, maybe Kyle on uh, Bananas podcast, he said like his main allies were Devin, Tori, and Anissa. So mm. that's you know definitely a little gaggle it's forming, and they're do starting you, to recruit. Yeah, she. she I forgot about the list thing. She is not scared to stab people in the back, is she? Not at do all. Do you I think love as it. well though? that with everything that went down the night before now is a good time to make a big move because there's so much else going on that actually you're not the focus of any issues yeah i mean the with everything that went on it was all the vets fighting it's you know time to weasel your way in if you're a rookie Mm. i think and the problem is when you fight you have to have that awkward moment where you make up and that's what fessy and josh do next um, and Fessy says, look, where we messed up was basically not talking the whole thing out. Um, and Josh says that Casey and him are like family to Josh, but he agrees that he probably puts too much pressure on their alliance. Fessy says, look, Josh, you're really good socially and I'm not. And sometimes I'm jealous of that. Um, and Josh says, well, it kind of eats me that you've got the physical uh, capabilities to get to a final and I've never made a final but then, but then it eats Fessy that he's never won Big Brother and that he's never won anything and now they're friends again This was a great I, conversation for Fessy it made his likability I think go way up Completely agree You um, like him now Josh? George, George, because, not Josh well, uh, to, to be fair, I, I, I've not found Fessy that annoying this season I think the problem, the problem in Double Agents is there was so little going on they had to force Fessy down our throats and he's not charismatic enough to be front and centre but he's quite a valuable supporting cast member when he's not bad-mouthing all his partners that's the thing that really bothered me uh, in last year and he's, he was good with Estevis sorry, he's not <laughs> jumping ahead he is good with Esther this season he's shown to be a bit more humble like giving Josh credit there I thought that was quite nice um yeah I don't like him like him but now I probably won't roll my eyes when I see him on a future cast if he's on a future cast because later that day they all <laughs> seem quite nervous but again once again thank god Nelson's here because he tells us TJ doesn't make make things fly when you put hands on people and God, I didn't know that, so thank you, Nelson. Um, Bettina, she's apparently still in the house. Uh, she says that it's the same atmosphere as a funeral. Now, I worry that Bettina is one of those people at a funeral that just gets that nervous laughter. And of all the people to get nervous laughter at a funeral, I wouldn't want it to be Bettina. It was just a whimsical thought that went through my head. It's just a funeral, they're lowering the casket, and then suddenly... I've forgotten how she laughs. She's hardly been on screen. That would be terrible, <laughs> but also hilarious. 
<laughs> on a slight side note, I got sent a brilliant video this week from um, someone which was basically, a, it was at an Irish funeral and the guy had, um, before he died, got his, I think his brother, to put a microphone in the casket. And then as it's getting lowered to the ground, it's just the pre-recording of his voice going, I can't do the accent. Don't. So let me let me out, you fuckers! It's really dark in here. I can hear I can hear that damn priest. There you go. Everyone gets it's a joke, and just it's really like you've got people like crying and hugging each other in the background, but they just start laughing. I was like, "Well done, that is excellent." I know, story, I mean, did mine. you mean speaker, I, not microphone? I did mean, I did mean speaker. When Sorry. When that, 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 I was like, "Oh my god, he is actually alive." <laughs> For mine, I'm just going to go brains. <laughs> anyway, sorry, back to, the challenge, back to the challenge. Well, do you know what happens in the challenge? It is like a funeral. It is like someone's died because TJ arrives at the house and he asks them all to meet him at the pool. Now, we know as longtime challenge viewers and especially Amy, who's watched every single season, except for the island where they didn't have a house, they lived in sand, um, that it is never good when TJ comes to the house. So why don't we head there ourselves and find out what TJ's doing there? Well, it's never good when I come to the house. Never. And here I am, Josh and Fessy. Your behavior last night was very unacceptable. Like, I don't even know how in the hell you expected to win with those egos. Put them in check, dude. And Esther, you're a rookie in this game, so you don't even know what you're doing yet, but your behavior is unacceptable as well. So, Esther, Consider this your main warning. This is it. I'm keeping you in the game. Thank you, TJ. Thanks. Josh, you got to chill out. It's embarrassing, dude. You're embarrassing your friends. You're embarrassing yourself. So for the rest of this season, I guess we'll keep Josh. I need to get it together. I'm here to win. I'm here to change my family's life and change my life. And I continue to get in my own way. And I just think this is the wake up call that I needed. And Fessy, you put hands on somebody. You're deactivated. Shut the TJ, please. You're done. Cut. That's it. You understand? So uh, let this be a warning to everyone, all right? Now you have 15 minutes to get your stuff and get out of here. The rest of you have 15 minutes to go to the chamber. If you're not in the chamber in 15 minutes, then I'm going to make the elimination rounds. So I just want to remind you of something I said last week when we did our predictions at the end of the episode, George. And I said Esther and Josh would get a final warning and Fessy would be removed from the house. Um, and as we've just heard, if we're listening to the podcast, if we're watching it, sorry, we don't want more copyright strikes. So uh, you didn't see the clip. Um, But Esther got given a final warning. Josh got told that he was embarrassing, but he is staying. And TJ tells Fessy that he put hands on somebody. So he is deactivated. Were these the right decisions, Amy? No, it's a tough call. Um, I think, I think production probably wanted to shake things up a little bit. So Mm. if they hadn't, I don't know that they would have kicked Fessy out. He did put hands, but you know, I think other people have done a face smush and not been kicked out. So I don't know. I, I think if they hadn't needed to shake things up, they might not have kicked them out. But we do need to remember though, it's not production's decision. It's, it's TJ's decision. Oh, yes. 
I forgot, as Nelson says, everything yes. is teaching decision. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, can you imagine, can either of you remember a more pathetic reason to get kicked off? I actually think Nelson's on Dirty 30 is a good same thing. No, that was worse though, because he pushes him first, he's hammered when he does it, like his eyes are unfocused, he's gone, that's obviously much more dangerous. And he'd just been aggressive, either the episode four or the one after in the club on the night out. Ooh, so here's a pathetic reason for getting sent off, being told, okay, you've had your overnight, you can go back into the house, and then saying, I will fight security if they try to uh, take me off that pussy chicken, I'm going to kill him. Turbo. I that's pathetic. I don't think that's <laughs> pathetic. I know, but it, he would have bloody won the saying, season. I would be terrified in Jordan's shoes in, in that situation. I don't think anyone was terrified of Fessy, not, and Josh certainly wasn't. Yeah, so. There was no no aggression. I, I generally can't think of a vi violence-based DQ that is more pathetic than this. I'm trying to think. I genuinely yeah, the am. only one I could think of was Nelson's on Dirty 30. As you said, it was maybe slightly worse. Yeah. Both those are kind of weak. But I think, and I think Nelson got times. his fight. Nelson got his final warning two episodes before. I, no, especially getting a final warning as well here. Fine, but uh, I, him getting DQ'd for this, I think, is bullshit. I still think it's to do with the fact that the arm hit the security guard. If that hurt him, he shouldn't be a security guard. But I did think, though, from what we saw, no, no, but it's not even about the fact it hurt him. It's just about the fact that that's someone that's on the payroll. It's not someone that's part of the company, and therefore. He could, if he wanted, at any point. I think there's like a certain amount of years that you can sue for something that's happened in Croatia. So at any point, he could have been like, "Yeah, I'm going to sue," as opposed to them going, "Okay, we're going to take him off the show, and then we will give you a payout." I mean, I don't know that happened. I'm just assuming that I mean, could have happened. Maybe, but to Fessy's credit, he's taken full responsibility. He yeah. said, I shouldn't have laid hands on him. It was my fault. He said it in the show. He said it on social media and on the after show with the wonderful Devin Simone. She is wonderful. So, <laughs> she is so wonderful. Um, um, and, I, actually um, thought, I actually thought his Instagram post was really nice as well. Like I didn't he, see it because I only watched the episode a couple of hours ago, so I've been avoiding Instagram. What does it say? Uh, it, it, it's just, Amy kind of summed it up as much as you need. He's just pretty humble about it. Says it's all his fault. He's sorry. He's glad he's friends with Josh again, right? So I miss anything, Amy? Yeah, I think that's basically it. Said it's my fault. I should have known better than to put hands on him, and that's it. It was just so the whole thing was so unnecessary from start to finish. Yeah, sorry, I have a question about Amy though. You said production wanted, to, sorry, TJ wanted to shake things up by removing. So, how do you see this shaking up the game? Because if anything, I thought that to me it makes it less shaken up. I think for this episode, it makes it less sh shaken up, but I think it helps form the cracks. I mean, I think production wants the Vet Alliance to crack as soon as possible. And so anything that, you know, deepens those cracks, that's what, you know, we're all waiting for. Uh, got yeah, and actually, as they've made up. So do you actually think Bessie had more chance of staying if they hadn't made up? I don't know either way. I think they were just wanting, okay, it's time to get rid of a vet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I did think, to be fair, not from last episode, but from this episode, there was a chance they could have sent Josh home as well for smashing the glass. Because do you remember, was it Shane Rains and I've forgotten her name, the one from either one, is it Simone? Where she got kicked off for smashing a champagne bottle in an argument. 
Yeah. Although my understanding is allegedly she then started waving at her. There, there was a lot more to that fight that I do not want to go into on this. Yeah, I, I, I think I've heard that that one was more intense than they showed. Yeah. Uh, well, it's all very sad. And it Move was on. so sad that Josh started <laughs> crying as if Fessy had literally died. Um, but then I just love TJ. He's just classic TJ. He's just so like, okay, we're getting on with shit. He's just like, um, Fessy, you got 15 minutes to pack. Everyone else, you got 15 minutes to get into the chamber or else I'm making the elimination rounds. Which Nelson, I'm sure, would have been like, oh, I thought he made the elimination rounds anyway. <laughs> what, we vote? <laughs> yeah. I, just, I, I thought TJ just went into our heads. Yeah. I thought yeah. TJ was inside the vaccine. And, you know, now he just controls us all. Who do oh, you that, think TJ... Who that do you would think be the best TJ vaccine would, ever. Yeah, it would. We'd all be so cool. Who do you think TJ would have picked for the elimination rounds? I can't stop thinking about this. Are we imagining it's a girl and girl? Uh, yeah, yes, we are. We'll do, we'll do it as it would be in the show. Amanda v. Ashley for the banter and the meltdown. Ooh, that would be, be a good one. Who do you reckon, Amy? Who would TJ like know. to see go against each other? Maybe it would have been Amber versus Esther, since they were fighting. He would have been like, okay, have it out on the elimination floor. Or Amber versus Esther and the clown. Yes, that's right. I actually think we've stumbled upon something here. A future season where TJ watches their performance in the challenges, and then he decides the elimination. Because they're all about impressing TJ and they'd actually have to do it in this version. Maybe you spent too much time in Nelson's head. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but would TJ pick the people who were performing the worst? So they'd get oh, the yes, because it... Or would he pick the it, people who were performing the best and like, watch them duke it out? No, because TJ likes people. He likes the best people at the end. He likes people to take all the missions seriously. Yeah. So if you don't take this, the mission seriously, you're in TJ's shit list. That's true. Uh, in we? that case, I, I don't want TJ picking it. I want some psychopath to be able to pick that, who literally just goes, right, week one, CT versus Kells. No, Fessy versus Kells. I mean, the winner takes CT. I mean, in round four, CT gets an axe. And uh, I, I, want, I want to see big people smashing into each other. The challenge, TJ's tyranny. <laughs> there we go. Ooh, actually, one. tyranny would be a good name for a season, though, actually. They had a girl on um, X on the Beach US called Tyranny that everyone thought would end up on the challenge. Or did I make that up? Or was she? No, she wasn't on that. Or she might have been on that. She's on Are You the One? And then I think she was then on that. Um, anyway, this challenge podcast. Hey, so, Amy, are you worried about Levi? <laughs> I've forgotten I what show we're doing. For someone who doesn't watch much TV, I seem to know a lot about the reality shows on MTV that I've never watched. But we're talking about the challenge and Fessy, as you said, very humble about it. He says it's a game. He broke the rules. He, he, he doesn't show much emotion, he says normally, because obviously, George, he is an introvert. Um, but he's showing emotion in this confessional and it's, it's endearing me towards the Fessmeister. Um, he hopes he gets another chance. He will get another chance because, as we all know, you punch someone in the face, you get sent home, but you're good TV. That's right. And I think this was a good episode for Fessy, honestly. Mm. I mean, I think with everyone kind of disliking him for his big ego and I mean, the fact that he showed so much emotion and kind of admitted that, you know, 
he feels burnt up because he's never won anything. And it's a good episode for Fessy. Yeah, I, I agree. I've always said this before. I'm convinced he reads every comment about him on Instagram and he needs to be liked. And he's so, he was said he was boring on Total Madness. So his double agents was a huge overcorrection here. I think this season he's kind of got it more right to be middle of the road. Um, I'm real, but yeah, uh, see you, Bessie. I hope you, I hope you come back even more improved next season and we'll go into a whole brew of Kells. Going no, back to what you said. I still want to see him get humbled. Mm. In elimination. Well, I, do, I, I would so, have rather seen that this season. I would have rather seen him get beaten elimination than that's, this. But that's the well, best point I've seen someone make on the Reddit. They don't want him to go home. He can't be banned now because they can't have him retire undefeated in elimination records. But, like, but this is the problem as well, though, is he's got an excuse for every season. Total madness, it was snowing. And I'm not saying good excuses. Total madness, it was snowing. Um, double agents, Casey hurt her knee. Um, spies, lies, and allies. I got thrown out for pie facing Josh. Like he did say something very interesting on the challenge aftermath with the wonderful Devin Simone, where he said it took him three seasons to understand the TV show aspect of it. Where he said he he treated Total Madness and Double Agents as athletic competitions, mm-hmm. uh, and because he'd done that, and then this one he saw he you know he tried to get into the politics and everything it was almost like the politics overtook him um and josh obviously feels very bad about this because it is his fault um fessy says goodbye to esther says she's a badass esther says fessy boosted her confidence they were a really good partnership like i i felt like esther very much held her end of the bargain she was the type of partner that fessy probably always wanted what do we think you know big fan of esther except for some of her comments about amber yeah, no, I mean, I think they were they were a good pair. They won a few dailies. Um, he seemed to be supportive of her this time. So again, yeah, he, a better look for Fessy this season. And uh, he says goodbye to Amber. And if you want to hear more about that, head to Instagram. Um, and then Casey sums it up. Just, you know, what it's all about. That was all over pizza. Ultimately, if you go all the way back to the beginning, this all started because Tori made a joke that Fessy ate Amber's pizza. How pathetic. Well, you know what cheer us all up? Nelson, he's back. Um, So he says, (laughs) I love this, you should all put Josh in um, as it's his fault. And then Ashley's like, yeah, but it's a girl's day. So essentially you're throwing me in, you're not throwing Josh in. Um, Which weirdly is the first conversation that Nelson and Ashley have had, which has been quite nice since, um, you know, he cheated on her in their non-relationship. And then Devin says, exactly what Ashley says don't fuck over Ashley for something that she didn't do and let's get to the chamber because I'm not letting TJ make this decision classic Devon just segueing straight into deliberation which we're going to talk about now which started with our favorite K-Dog daddy K-Dog doing a little sarcastic confession about it's so heartbreaking that Fessy's gone it's not heartbreaking people go every week let's just move on do we all agree well only only K-Dog was speaking the truth there I mean, come on, they're all happy he's gone. Yeah, from a game and puzzle. I'm annoyed he's gone because I think people would have taken shots at him when the Vet Alliance went, and that's what I wanted to see as well, actually. He would have been a target when the Vet... God, I can't wait for the Vet Alliance to crumble. Um, I'm so bored of the Vet Alliance. But 
I, I think that maybe that's another reason I'm not happy he got DQ because I saw the potential in it for later in the season. Yeah, I did too. I thought I totally saw potential for a Fessy CT elimination because yeah, I, that's two. what we all want, isn't it? Yes, and and those are the two that most of the guys want out, and you got to take a shot. And if they're in elimination together, one of them's going home. So that's, I was disappointed we didn't get that. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, I I apologize that that Fessy's gone and we're not going to see that. But Tori also apologizes. Uh, to Amber for her behaviour and to Josh for involving him. Corey apologises, says he feels, quote, a little bit responsible um, and he plans to be a better person. Fuck off, you two. As Devin says, I don't buy these apologies. (laughs) What a crock of shit. Corey even says, I'm sorry you had a drink thrown in your face, Amber. Like, like he's trying to point that out again. Deflect, deflect. Um, And Josh (laughs) apologises for his anger getting the best of him. I mean, it doesn't mean much when you have to apologise at least three times every season for that. Um, Amber doesn't know where she stands. Um, And then Nanny and Devin say, well, let's be honest, we're all thinking, let's just focus on the elimination. Fessy is not dead. He got deactivated from a game. We all agree. (laughs) We all agree. Not much to say there. We all agree. We're all nodding. Um, Do you know what I love? I love when a rookie speaks up in a in deliberation when uh, they're trying to move things on. No, Ed, don't speak up. Uh, he reminds us it will only be a one-on-one elimination. And Esther just says, look, I want to pick my partner. I don't really want to go in. Um, but he does say to, she does say to Josh, you took your best friend out of the game over someone you're not even that close to. I wonder who Esther was referring to. Can't hear it, George. It's not close enough to the mic. <laughs> Oh, warning, warning, bullshit alert. Um, <laughs> a bit like people are catty. Um, I don't think that that's even fair, though, is it? Josh didn't take his best friend out of the game. Um, and what's the end result of this TV show? Get to a final with someone you can win with. You can win with Amber. Yeah. So... Shut up, Esther. This is why I don't understand how Josh is always desperate to get to a final with Fessy. Because you're not going to beat Fessy unless you have to eat stuff. So, like, Josh will never beat Fessy in a final. And I understand your brothers and everything and your family, but you're not going to beat him. So why are you trying to take him to the end? I think Devin said a few episodes ago, what's our best way, Josh, of winning to get to the end with each other? True, but I think Josh just wants to get to a final first. Oh, you know how I feel about those people. (laughs) It's like, oh, okay, this is going to be a Rogue reference, but Rogue is what I should have said on the uh, last season's podcast. But do you know what pissed me off the most in the Olympics ever? It was not this Olympics, four years ago when Tom Daly won the bronze in the diving and jumped in the pool with his whole team and acted like, he was more happy for getting the bronze than the person who got the gold. And it's like, yeah, well done. You're the third best, best person in the world at diving, like out of everyone in the world. But there's two people better than you. And surely you came to the Olympics to win. It's like, I watched the women's US Open final, big up Emma Raducanu. And um, Fernandez was like in tears about coming second. She came one above Tom Daly. And she wasn't happy about it. So why Tom Daly was acting like, oh, I came third, that's the best thing ever. No, you go into these competitions to win them. 
You don't come go in them to get to a final. You don't get in them to come third. You don't get in them to come second. You go in to win. So it really pissed me off when people are like, oh, I just want to make a final. Rant over. I'm really sorry. You've been holding this grudge against Tom Daly for quite some time. I have. New but title pairing. <laughs> I, I have to be fair, but fair play to me. Did win gold this time. With help. Yeah, it's a weird hill to die on, buddy. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to get all the uh, Tom Daly fans at me, aren't I? <laughs> we, we're, mate, we're not that popular a podcast. You're fine. No, he's <laughs> huge in Nicaragua. <laughs> That's where he does Sorry. his training. His stands are coming after you right now. Oh, all the Tom Daly stands. So I, I, I agree and disagree with that. The point should be to win. Yes. You should do everything you can possibly to win. But I do think there's credit in finishing a final. So I, I can see both sides. I would only do it to win. Yeah, um, 100%. Yeah, I mean, I think kind of deep down, Josh might be happy that Fessy's out. He does have a better chance to win now. Well, I mean, Esther's not happy he's out because now she's got to try and find a partner. And Ed says to her, who would you go against? No, no, Ed, this is not your time to talk. Please stop, because she says, I'm not going to say, and then you just hear everyone in the background going, yeah, that's an unfair question to ask her. Don't answer that. Don't answer that. Um, and then Amber says, you know, Esther's in a tough position. A joke escalated. She doesn't want to go in. And now Amanda's suddenly out for Amber. She now thinks that Amber's fake and all that, wants people to feel sorry for her. Thank God they only have a 20-minute time limit for this deliberation, because TJ comes on screen, interrupts him with a pre-recorded message, and it is time for them to vote. Now, as we uh, have started doing, George, thanks to the wonderful Devin Simone on the Challenge Aftermath, we now have the information as to who voted for who. So why don't we have a look? So as expected, majority of the votes went to Esther and Fessy slash just Esther. Um, the ones that didn't vote for Esther, uh, Berna voted for Amber and Devon because she's a clown and she hates Amber. Um, Big T and Josh voted for Emmy and Huey. So Josh didn't follow through on his vote for Esther and Fessy. And then Ed, Jeremiah and Priscilla voted for Berner and CT. So actually, no one really put their votes on Emmy and Huey in a big way. It was just Big T and Josh. Yeah, still nothing shocking. Still waiting for that, you know, that alliance to crumble. Yeah. I know. I think that is kind of the problem with this vets alliance is it's not even interesting to talk about the voting results yeah, yeah i think a lot of past seasons like the rookies went in first but there weren't so many rookies so mm. it didn't last that long it only lasted yeah. maybe three episodes but this season or, there's so many that or, uh, you know i'm waiting for the second half yeah or there were locked pairs which gave that extra bit of jeopardy because the veterans still had to fight with each other whereas now it's that th that pick two people you want I just think that's a that's a it's twist. They the got game. really yeah, they got really wrong. This season would be because you wouldn't even need that. You could vote in a pair and then the winner could the winners could switch if they wanted. And you still achieve they seem to really like the partner switching because I think it will form a base of a future se season. But you didn't need to have given the ability to break up pairs on the way in. That's my problem with it. Yeah, I think they just didn't fully think it through of how it would go. I think it'd still be very interesting again 
once the vets start taking shots at each other and how they try to pair, like, you know, if they're trying to get out a stronger guy, they pair him with a weaker woman or the opposite, like a stronger woman with a weaker guy. It can be interesting. It's just right now it's not. Yeah. It's uh, Total Madness Gold Skull 2.0. So uh, not much to say on the voting results? <laughs> no. <laughs> Glad I got the graphic up. <laughs> so with uh, Fessy not being here anymore, that leaves Esther lightly going into a girl-girl elimination, and her opponent will be chosen by the agency, George? Power couple. Uh, and that is Casey and Emmanuel. Okay, so later that day, Emmanuel says to Emmy, do you want to go in and change partners? Um, because if you do, we'll do it. Because otherwise, next week, you'll still be with Huey, and you're going to go in. And this is really your chance to not have to rely on Huey. Um, and Emmy's keen, but only if it's physical because she sucks at puzzles. Um, and she's willing to risk it all because she wants Uncle CT. You know, I like when Emmanuel says, Emmy, you have a 78% chance of winning. I really want to know, how can you calculate that? <laughs> it's a really, oh. like, complicated algorithm, I think. I'm so guilty. I'm so guilty of doing that all the time as well. So like that bit really stuck in my head is like, oh good, he's a fellow percentage bullshitter. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like a random number, 78%. <laughs> like it's not even like 80%. He couldn't even round up. This is a very precise calculation. Did you think this was setting from. Emmy up for a fall, by the way? Did you think this was like Edgic style, Jake? Do you think that this was setting it up for Emmy to be eliminated? No, because I also felt she probably had a 78% chance of beating Esther. <laughs> <laughs> Using Amy's own very complex algorithm. Yes, exactly. <laughs> uh, it, so I actually could have seen this going both ways because you have the build it up with CT before and then it's either successful or tragic if she wins or loses because she doesn't get what she wants. Um, you either have her backing herself or... Um, failing and like building herself up and then not and falling short so this could have gone either way this was just to build up a bit of tension before the elimination I think um and she does say that thing of I would like to see the game first which I think a lot of them say when they're willing to throw themselves in um but she might not be the only person on the chopping block because there's two people in the agency George um you've got Casey as well and she's having a um She's, she's obviously gone for a little trip to the circus because she's having a chat with Berna. Um, and Berna says, look, I'm, fr I'm frustrated with Amber. She never apologised for starting the fight. She should be going down to the lair. Got nothing to do with you, Berna. Fuck off. I really like Berna. Um, why does she hate Amber so much? Like, genuinely, what? she doesn't even know Amber. She's just stirring the shit. I don't think she's fun enough to stir the shit, though. I agree. It's, it's, it's a bad look on her. She just looks she petty when she does it. Yeah, she's also, yeah, actually, that's a good point. Devin could do this and it would be hilarious. She just comes across as really, really catty. Like, there were bits last, when Ashley does this stuff, actually, I'm, I, I find it hilarious. Like, Ashley in War of the Worlds 2, commentary, one of the all-time greats. Bernard, fuck off. She doesn't <laughs> show really much emotion really, in her. I really like Bernard. <laughs> well, no, she doesn't show much emotion in anything that she does. She's a robot. I don't mind that. I don't mind how 
<laughs> oh, don't. That's like my biggest fear. Jesus Christ, that would be terrible. That would be terrible. <laughs> Copyright strike. Um, <laughs> I just, yeah, like, I just, I really like Burner. Um, now, my, my favourite bit of the whole episode now happens. CT is having a conversation with Tori. And I have watched this scene five times. And he mumbles his way through it. And how Tori understood that he'd said, I want to get away from Berna because she's trying to make moves in the game and I don't want it to affect my game. I will never know. Because to me, it <laughs> sounded like, Boston. <laughs> I so, mean, Tori's from Jersey. So, I mean, there's, you know, thick accents both places. She speaks fluent CT. Yeah. So, so, quick question, you guys. So, yes. CT always wants to fly under the radar and maybe Berner is drawing too much heat on it. But I only remember Berner being really catty in confessionals. I don't really remember her doing too much in person. Or am I yeah. missing things here? I feel like She's her hate... Oh, go ahead. I was going to say, I feel like her hate from Amber is so strong that it's like gone past confessionals now. Yeah, and I think she's messing with his allies. I mean, I kind of could see Amber being an ally of CT. So he probably doesn't want her going after him. And then Ashley's probably an ally of CT because I mean, they were partners right away in Double Agents and they are not getting along. So I, I, I kind of see it as a, not only is she not flying under the radar like CT likes to do, she's now kind of messing with his allies. And, and actually, George cost him. Sorry. I was going to say, we do know this is an exclusive. I won't say how we know it. But we do know that Amber shared a room with CT, Carl, and Devon. Oh, uh, yeah. So, you know. <laughs> you forgot that. I blame your uh, brother, Ed, for forgetting that. Um, but yes, um, so we do know that they did share a room. It's not been shown yet, but it is something that we are aware of. Um, so, you know, that could be it, as you say, Amy. She's messing, she's messing with his bros and his sisters. Yeah. Someone did also raise a really good point on the Reddit, though, is where was CT when everyone was going at Amber? And, like, apparently he did tell her to pick Devon um, after yeah. her in QE1. I thought that was... I forgot that bit, actually. But... He was probably asleep. Yeah, good point. He is getting on a bit. Maybe, maybe, maybe he was tired. Maybe he, maybe he stole her pizza and ran off to the room. That is actually potentially true. Do you? I feel like he naps a lot. I mean, he's he's old. I get it. You know, I'm his age. <laughs> I love a nap. Oh, he's twenty one as well. I, I didn't realize. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah. Um, anyway, uh, CT's lost a lot of weight as well. He looks hot, doesn't he? And he's probably done that whilst he's inside the gym, and also inside the gym tenuous Casey and Emmanuel are having a chat Casey says you know should we go for Emmy um but I'm kind of worried she might chicken out last minute Emmanuel's got faith but he does know if she goes home it's on him and he she's like his biggest ally because they're on every single television show together both in the US and Romania but then Casey she brings up Amber's name I wonder where she got that from the clown uh, and basically says in the confessional, look, if Amber goes, it's better for my game. Everyone's turning on Amber. Like, I love Amber. Yeah, but she's a champ and they want to win. They're Strategy. jealous. They are. Yeah. Do you think it's, it's just a, 
a case of they didn't know what she could do before. And then after last season, those alarm bells are kind of rung in their head that she's a proper competitor and she is competition for them. Absolutely. I think you got that one right on the, the clown nose. And there was <laughs> there was a reason I said that as well, because the alarm bells went <laughs> off in the uh, in the house and uh, the agents had to head down to the lair. So why don't we head down there ourselves and find oh. out exactly who the agency, George, can compose yourself and say it? Oh, I've chosen to go against Esther <laughs> in elimination. All right, agents, welcome back to the lair. I sent you back to headquarters to deliberate and nominate one team to send into the lair. You chose Fessy and Esther. I had to send Fessy home, but Esther, that doesn't mean you're off the hook. Come on down. So, agency, Emmanuel and Casey, the decision is yours. Who do you want to send into the lair to go against Esther? Manuel, we'll start with you. Who's it gonna be? Any woman from any team. PJ, with power, comes with responsibility. And I'm willing to take it all on my shoulder. As long as I'm here, I'm gonna try to help the people that are close to me as much as I can. So, I hate to say it, but tonight, I'm gonna say... Emmy's name. What? Wow, I didn't see that one coming. I've been hearing Amber and Bettina's name go around, so I didn't even know that it was an option. All right, Casey. I'm with my partner here, and I'm voting for Emmy as well. All right, Emmy, come on down. So the uh, the agency slash power couple have picked Emmy. We were kind of expecting that, but there was a chance that they might have switched it and gone on Amber. Um, Esther's quite shocked. She thought it was going to be Bettina. God knows why, because Bettina's hardly in the show. Um, what did you guys think? Did you think Emmanuel would change last minute, get worried that he might be throwing her to the wolves? Nah, as soon as I saw the hall, he, he, he knew. And that's that 78% maybe went up to 82. <laughs> oh, I love an 82% chance. Yeah. Uh, um, also, Emmy is built for Hallbrook. She's got like decent, she's quite broad, got a good set of shoulders on her, looks like cardio quite fit as well. Uh, yeah, it, it, this is like her game. And yeah. I don't think she cares that much about her, you know, her safety. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. She's ready to go all out. <laughs> She got a lot of heart Actually, as well. Yeah. You're looking at like the most emotional person of the season so far, actually. And if you unleash that emotion the right way, it's going to hurt. Well, Emmy, send well, us to home. Do you know who was shocked? Was Mr. TJ. Because he says, thought Emmanuel was your boy and he's sending you down. And she says, look, I need to take my chances and I need a new partner, even though I love Huey, because we all love Huey. Um, and she says, you know, Grandma Emmy always told her, if you don't risk, you can't win, which leads to the classic challenger movement of everyone, because they fucking love to clap on this show. Um, <laughs> do, you, do you think Emmy is the daughter that TJ always wanted? Oh my God, if she had T, TJ as her dad and CT as her uncle, that is a cool family Christmas to go to. 
It's like the coolest family ever. I know. Yeah. I want I want Mr. TJ to adopt me. <laughs> well, I think we all want Mr. TJ to adopt us. Uh, last week, Levi and I said that we'd settle for him evicting us. So yes, adopting would be a hell of a trade up on that. <laughs> um, and do you know who is nervous about Emmy going in? Because she is worried that she's going to lose her partner. And that is Berner. She is very worried. She's more nervous about this than she is if she's doing the trapeze, if she's walking the high wire, if she's about to get shot out of a cannon into a lion's mouth down by the circus. Because CT is the big dog. Well, <laughs> now is the time to take CT. Now, one thing I do want to say is we got a glimpse of the elimination when they walked into the lair. It very much looks like Hall Brawl, but let's head back to Mr. TJ to find out exactly what elimination Esther and Emmy will be playing. All right, Esther, Emmy, tonight you're playing Rage Cage. Woo! To begin, you're each gonna start on either side of that hallway. When I say go, you will race through your opponent. Climb the cage and ring the bell. The first person to ring the bell two times will win tonight's elimination round and stay in the game. The loser will be deactivated and sent home right away. Got it? Good luck. Okay, so make it clear, definitely not Hall Brawl. It is not Hall Brawl in any way, shape, or form. It is called Rage Cage. So basically, Esther and Emmy will start on either side of the hallway. So nothing like Hall Brawl. Then Mr. TJ says begin, and they'll race into the hallway through their opponent, which is so different to Hall Brawl, it's unbelievable. Then they must climb the cage and ring the bell, which genuinely is a different concept on uh, Hall Brawl. Uh, first to win twice wins, losers deactivated. I love the imagination. It's a completely new elimination concept. Nothing like Hall Brawl, guys. Nothing like Hall Brawl. Wild. Yeah. I've never seen this before. It reminds yeah, me a bit of Hall Brawl, you know. Even the names are similar. Hall Brawl, Rage Cage, two short words that rhyme. <laughs> and there were the ropes in the bottom of the hall. I mean... <laughs> Yeah, that was weird. Yeah. It was quite was, a small hallway. Was there smoke in here as well? Was there like red smoke that went up at some point inside the hall or am I making that up? No, I think it was oh, a lighting. I, I know what you're talking about. There was some like cool lighting tricks they played. So. Uh, okay. I but that was because it's not Hall Brawl. It's, it's just new, new, innovative, innovative, not Hall Brawl. Um, um, let's get... But, okay, what's the, all seriousness, one change, you climb up to ring a bell. I quite like that as a little tweak. It's not massively over-designing. It's getting something new in there. Um, it's not a tweak. It's, it's completely different. Completely different. <laughs> not whole brawl. I mean, I, maybe maybe I'm just more happy because I never thought I'd say this. Whole brawl got on my nerves last season. Um, okay, George, I need to be honest with you. It's the same as fucking whole brawl, mate. <laughs> It is the exact same. Um, Do you know what annoyed me about this elimination? Especially in the first round. Genuinely, I was watching it and I was like, I don't know which is Esther and which is Emmy. Because they're all in this like all black attire. The camera was so zoomed out, you couldn't see the name or the flag. And wherever they had the name or the flag on the helmet, again, you couldn't see. So I was literally watching it, not knowing who was going for which bell. So I didn't actually enjoy it. But did it annoy you as much as Tom Daly? That's what I really need to know. 
I'm just worried Ask about him. the stands. I think John Ask Daly him. has stands, especially Ask in Nicaragua. In. Ask him in four years, Amy. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> no, I don't think he'll do another Olympics. He's got his gold medal now. He won't do another Olympics. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, that's not the bit that annoyed me. The, the editing of this was just... I had no idea. No, so actually, I had no idea what was happening for the same reason you didn't. It was mm. zoomed in. There was fast cuts. Do you think they do that? Because actually, what they're filming is probably quite dull, <laughs> and they have to make it look better. Why don't yeah, they, do you remember? The only, I thought, the only thing I thought looked cool was when their cameras went flying off their helmets. <laughs> that was, uh, that, that which, was cool. which wasn't intended as well. So mm. a happy accident. But no. Yeah. But do you remember how like cool the. Amber, she was a B at the time. Amber B and Big T Hall Brawl was last season. And the way they built it up, like it was Tyson Fury versus Anthony Joshua with like things they'd been saying projected onto the hall and stuff like that. And then this one was just a zoomed out camera with a load of jump cuts and you couldn't tell who was who. I still thought that Hall Brawl was shit. The last Hall Brawl I loved was um, Kyle versus Theo. That was so good. I miss Theo. Tori, Tori Jenny was also great, actually. That wasn't fair. No, hold on. Nelson Rogan and Nelson oh, yeah. Fessy. Sorry, no, uh, Nelson Fessy I did not like. Nelson Rogan was brilliant. Um, but again, I think it's the quality of the end product. They have to do less editing. And that's the problem. So that's why I think this in real life was probably a bit shit because they had to do so much to try and get a visual spectacle out of it. Whereas Kyle and Theo, they just wide angle lens most of it because it's actually a proper battle. Nelson and Nelson and Rogan, they mess around with it a bit, but you can still tell there's a lot going on there. This, quite like the tweak, Emmy puts in a good hit. Neither of them have ever played contact sport, guarantee you that, oh, yeah. but they've both got massive hearts. So I liked that. That was nice. Slightly redeemed the Amber M, Amber B travesty. Um, I do yeah, feel I, like this was probably the best rage cage I've ever seen. There we go. <laughs> Damn it. Amy nearly got me. You got me. Um, <laughs> but yeah, sorry. Uh, that, that's my feelings on it. it. It was hard to follow, and I imagine not great. Um, it was probably a good elimination. It was just visually done wrong. Yeah, well, I mean, they lost the helmet cams. Maybe they were mm. planning to use those a lot, <laughs> and they were gone immediately. So, I'm not entirely sure why they needed the ropes at the bottom. There were ropes? Yeah, I don't either. Yeah, that there were ropes as the floor. It was really odd. Tripping hazards or... Who, who knows? What I think we've gauged is this elimination didn't look great, but was probably very hard for... Now, it was first to two. Emmy won the first round. Then in the second round, um, it was very close, but Esther is a little bit too tiny to reach the uh, bell. And uh, Emmy ends up winning the second one. Um, were you impressed by the girls at least? I know we weren't impressed with how it was shot, but the girls both did a good job. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Esther almost won that second one. Mm. I yeah. would have uh, liked to have seen it go to a third because I think Esther might have won it because I think Emmy would have, her head would have gone down a bit. Do you think this show that Emmy hasn't got great endurance? I think uh, she's just so emotional that like if she had lost one, she would have worried too much. Yeah, but she didn't lose though. She won, no. and after she won, she took off her helmet. She she fell to the ground. She thanked her grandma. She thanked Romania, 
and then she built a sandcastle. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Scene. Uh, sorry, just quick on the thing. She does absolutely truck Esther in the first one. So oh, yeah. just talk about Emmy's stock here. This might protect her for a bit, to be fair. Because if it's physical, I can't see any vet wanting to go against her. Except for Casey, who would walk her. But I think she's probably putting like quite a good stock. It's all right. Josh will do something to piss off Casey next episode. She'll punch him in the face and she'll be gone. <laughs> Josh doing Can you imagine if Josh took out his whole alliance like that? <laughs> that would I be way I... too much activity in one episode for Casey, though. So I don't think it's possible. <laughs> yeah, she's exhausted. She's having a rest in the next one because she said yeah. four words. She's having a rest um, for five episodes. Sorry, yeah. Fa thanking Romania and thanking her grandma. That was so endearing. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I, I love the emotion that Emmy has. And, you know, she said, Esther's a beast, and Amber yells, well done. And then Esther fucking flips out, tells Amber that she's fake. If she comes back, she's coming for Amber. She holds grudges. She won't let it lie until she has her pound of flesh. What's she going to do? Kill Amber. Man, that was intimidating. Pound of flesh. Jeez. That was scary. Agreed. Almost as scary as clowns. Oh my god, yeah. yeah. That, well, we'll get on to the clown in a minute, but for now, TJ tells Esther to hold her head high, but she has been deactivated. What, what do we think of her time on the challenge? I've been quite vocal in saying that I think that she's been a good addition, that she's been a great competitor, she understands the game, and actually, considering that she was the kind of less celebrity of her and Tasha from uh, Big Brother Nigeria, I think she's the one that's actually come off much better on the show. I agree with you. I think she's been pretty good. I think other than a lot of, you know, the Amber hate on this episode, although it does help create some tension for future seasons. Um, yeah, I think she's been a great competitor. I think she'll be back. Definitely she'll be back. Mm. Um, decent daily performance as well, actually. And that's always quite strong. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, like, I liked her until last week. And, and if I you thought watch... she was just a, not a full clown. But maybe like a little Harlequin or a fucking Jester. Oh, Jester, Esther the Jester. Esther the Jester. And if yeah. you watch the Challenge Aftermath with the wonderful Devon Simone, you will see that she's also now beefing with Casey. So um, she's Ooh. got a couple of people that she could end up in a rival season with. But what are they, what are they fighting about? Well, you'll have to uh, head over to the Challenge YouTube channel, give, give the views to the wonderful Devon Simone um, to find out, George. But this does leave Emmy with a choice. Stay with Huey, she's not going to do that, or infiltrate and steal another partner. I wonder which one she'll pick. So let's head back to the lair for one final time and find out what Emmy decides to do. Well, Emmy, nice work. And now you have a very big decision to make. Do you want to stay with your partner, Huey, or do you want to infiltrate and steal any other partner up there, except for the agency, of course? Well, after this hard work right here, I feel that I really need my reward. I will steal someone. And his name is Agassiti! So, Emmy picks Uncle CT. I think I'm going to ask the most ridiculous, obvious answer to a question ever. Good decision? Take Great it away, <laughs> I mean... Again, he's hot again. Of course you want CT. <laughs> Even dad bought CT, I'd take. 
Agreed. There is no other choice. Maybe now, K-Dog. Maybe oh, K-Dog. Love the K-Dog. I mean, Amy, what I will do is mention that I said to George in the middle of last season how good CT is and how, you know, he flies under radar and how amazing he is at finals. And when George took a breath from slagging off Nanny, he completely disagreed with me. I can't believe they're letting him coast this long. I mean, do they not understand that, you know, if he makes it further, he'll win? Yeah. So Brian and, oh, I can't think of his name. Like something shout, shout me seven, do um, power rankings every week on Chance Reddit. If you haven't read them, they're both brilliant. CT is always number one. It's just like, what is going on? Why is no one targeting this new guy, Chris, who's clearly very dangerous? <laughs> and yeah, it, it's absolutely baffling. But yes, Levi, good decision. Do you know what I genuinely think? I actually think Fessy being in the game is the best thing for CT's game because Fessy is a bigger target than CT for some reason. And actually it allows CT to coast. Now, what that does do um, by taking the ringmaster it leaves the clown all on her own but the good thing is she's now with our mate huey the bad thing is they're now a rookie rookie pair they are fucked if they don't win next week are they not she gave the death stare when uh and, and we picked ct and so you know she she turned into scary clown she is a scary clown <laughs> I thought she was really sweet and really nice like when this whole show started. Now she scares the living daylights out of me. Like, you know how people have clown nightmares? I have burner nightmares. But I think I mean, she's that, really that nice. Terrible. I really like her. I really like burner. Yeah, that death stare will do it. <laughs> yeah. So th there was nothing behind those eyes. Those were cold. I, I would hide where I sleep if I was Emmy. Or like go in someone else's bed and like put the pillows up so it looks like a body just in case Bernard tried to stab me. Now, before we do our usual thing, which is who traded up, who traded down, there was a confrontation between Bernard and Emmy. So Bernard basically says, oh. it was led as well by Mr. TJ, who obviously saw Bernard was pissed off and was like, what do you want to say about that, Bernard? Oh, yeah, stir that pot. Um, so Bernard says, look, it's a game. But Emmy came to me and said she would never steal my partner. Um, and then she says that Emmy is naive, has been brainwashed, and she's going to come for Emmy. Emmy's reply, she asked Berna who she was cheering for, and Berna says Esther. Um, but she says, oh, it wasn't against you. It's just because I'm friends with Esther. Um, and Emmy goes, well, Berna, you're not my friend, and you don't own anyone. And then Kyle yells, back in the hallway! <laughs> Kyle sneaking in with line of the episode. Um, that was a good argument. I enjoyed that. It's also, I've been very up and down on Emmy this season. It's like, I love her one episode. She annoys me the next. Love her now. Like, if you want me just like that, no nonsense, no fear, taking a shot straight back at Burner. Well done, Emmy. Um, and also, Emmy is not naive. Like, I think, what was it? Naive, brainwashed, and she will come for Emmy. First one's completely wrong. Don't think she's brainwashed. Let's see what happens when you come for her. But Emmy has clocked this because she basically just lied to her and she goes, no, I can do what I want, to be honest, screw you. It's pretty bad move. Well, yeah, I agree. I mean, Emmy is like lying to Berna and she's telling the vets she's lying to Berna and, you know, making good allies. 
She's doing think... all the spying, the lying, and the allies. <laughs> <laughs> what a great way nice. to wrap it up. And I'll tell you who else can wrap things up well, and that's Nelson. Because if we've forgotten how this show works, Nelson reminds us, he says, Berner and Huey have to win the next challenge. Cheers for that, Nelly T. Thanks, Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> um, now, that ends the elimination and the episode. And as we must do is who traded up, who traded down. So, Amy, give us an answer. Emmy, she went from Huey to CT. Trade up or trade down? Trade up. Uh, CT went from the clown to Emmy. Trade up or trade down? Well, that's an interesting one. I, oh. I will say, because Verna's really good at the competitions. Mm. Um, Emmy can be a little more wild, but Verna wasn't playing his social game. So I, I guess I'll go trade up. Also, because I like Emmy better. Okay, what about um, Berna? She went from CT to Huey. As much as we love Huey, we're willing to accept the realistic answer. Um, trade up or trade down, Amy? Sorry, Huey. Trade down. And then Huey went from Emmy to Berna. Trade up or trade down? Again, I will say for Huey, probably trade up because he has a better chance of winning a daily with Berna than with Emmy. Interesting, and we will see what happens as the episodes progress. But as for this episode, which was a slightly shorter episode, which obviously for us leads to a longer podcast, um, what did you guys think of it? I thought they could have made a great episode, a great 90-minute episode, but instead they made two mediocre 60-minute episodes. Mm. Preach. Yeah. I was going back through this and looking at what you could have cut to make it into one. It's easy. The daily half the time, um, cut out. I'm going to go for Emmanuel. Um, you only out... need to cut, by the way, you only need to cut 18 minutes. Yeah, exactly. So you cut out half the daily and you've hmm. got 10 there. And I could easily have lost like six from that fight. And then you just reduce one of the apology scenes and you're there. And then I agree with Amy, this would have been a great end-to-end episode because it would have had, again, everything. Everything I want in the Chance episode, which is daily, that would have been better if it was shorter. The elimination, there was stuff in there I enjoyed. House drama, not too long, though. A relatively entertaining deliberation, actually. And then political shake-ups with people going home. I don't get why they split this. Yeah, I think, I mean, the fight wasn't, it was a big deal, but it didn't need to be that big of a deal. Yeah, agreed. The problem there is that, is that they're only one of the season and they're trying to double down on it. Oh. Well, let's hope next week we go back to an hour and a half episodes. Um, But as for this episode, I want one name from each of you who impressed you the most in this episode. George? I think me and Amy should do it at the same time because I think I know who we're both going to say. Let's Three, count this in. two, one. Emmy. Oh. We were not in sync there, but we at least said the same thing. I thought was going to happen. <laughs> and then no, what I, do I, we... I, I didn't get to say club night, so, you know. <laughs> that's we, we also never get to say club nights. <laughs> It's 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 never going to work. Can you imagine if it did on episode 50 of our podcast, which will happen at some point in this season? Now, what's going to happen going forward? In my opinion, there are two things that could happen. Berner and Huey win the um, mission, which changes up the game, or they don't win the mission and it's boring again. 
what do we think is going to happen next week? Because the preview leads us to believe there's going to be some change-ups. So this is where I like Amy's comment and where a bit of production shithousery would be very welcome. Just give them the win. Like, literally manipulate the results. You've, you've done it. I'm sure you've done it before. Sorry, that's really unethical, but I think it'd be funny. <laughs> Yeah, it, it needs to happen. We need to get past the rookie bloodbath and uh, on to the, the vet war. Oh, that's a great way to um, summarise it. The challenge veterans at war. Well, hopefully we'll get that next week. Uh, but we have been lucky enough this week to have you, Amy. Thank you so much for coming on. You go by ACMO09 over on Reddit. And always a pleasure, never a chore. And the invite is always open to have you back if well, you would you like so to much. go back. Thank you so much. I enjoyed it a lot. <laughs> yeah, let, let's have you let's have you back during the vet war and see if it's everything you hoped it was. Right. We'll, 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 we'll spare you the rest of the rookie bloodbath. Me and Levi have to do that. I would love to come back. Well, we look forward to continuing the conversation with you another time, Amy. And if you want to continue the conversation, George, you can do so on the Challenge subreddit or you can get in contact with us at Challenge React on Instagram or Twitter. As I always say, we hardly ever use Twitter, just do it on Instagram. Um, but until next week, let's leave you with the trailer, if you're listening to the audio, for next week's episode of, you ready, George? The Challenge, Spies, Lies and Allies. The Veteran Alliance is still going strong, but if I think you're threatening me, then we have a problem. Are they gonna be the first ones back with the key? Yeah. If Berna and Huey win, everything is going to change in this game. What's gonna happen? 